तो श्री गणेश करते हैं कभी ना कही गई कहानियों के एपिसोड नंबर वन का कैसे बना बांग्लादेश जी हाँ हम श्री गणेश कर रहे हैं कभी ना कही गई कहानियों के एपिसोड नंबर वन का कैसे बना बांग्लादेश नमस्कार जय हिंद मैं हूँ श्वेता मिश्रा योर होस्ट फॉर दिस इवेंट प्राइम मिनिस्टर नरेंद्र मोदी जी विल बी विजिटिंग बांग्लादेश ऑन मार्च 26 ऑफ़ 2021। ट्वेंटी इज हिज फर्स्ट विजिट टू अ फॉरेन कंट्री सिंस द आउटब्रेक ऑफ कोरोना वायरस पैंडेमिक अलाउ मी टू शेयर इन द ईयर 1970, पाकिस्तानी जनरल इलेक्शंस वेर हेल्ड अंडर द देन मिलिट्री गवर्नमेंट ऑफ प्रेसिडेंट याहिया खान द लार्जेस्ट पोलिटिकल पार्टी देन आवामी लीग लेड बाय शेख मुजीबुर रहमान वन अ क्लियर मेजोरिटी इन ईस्ट पाकिस्तान सुल्फिकार अली भुट्टो कॉन्स्पायर्ड विद प्रेसिडेंट याहिया खान एंड रिफ्यूज टू हैंड ओवर पावर टू शेख मुजीबुर रहमान वेन इट बिकेम क्लियर दैट दी प्रोमिस गिवेन अर्लियर वर नॉट गोइंग टू बी फॉलोड थ्रू द एंटायर नेशन ऑफ बांग्ला स्पीकिंग मुस्लिम एंड हिंदूज ऑफ ईस्ट पाकिस्तान began a spirited struggle for independence duly supported by indian government the independence of bangladesh was declared on 26th of march 1971 by sheikh mujibur rahman the people of bangladesh then took part in a war to get the independence a nine month guerrilla warfare ensued against the pakistan army which resulted in the death of 3 million people later with military support from india bangladeshis defeated the pakistan army and in the war on 16 december 1971 this after 93000 soldiers of pakistan army surrendered unconditionally hum aapke sath saaja karenge 1971 war ki sunenge kahaniyan jo pehle kabhi nahi kahi gayi पर उससे पहले वी आर डिलाइटेड टू हैव विद एन एमिनेंट डिफेंस एक्सपर्ट जनरल पन्नू हु विल शेयर हिज परसपेक्टिव ऑन दिस टॉपिक लेफ्टिनेंट जनरल पीजेएस पन्नू पीवीएसएन एवीएसएन बीवीएसएन इज फॉर्मर कोर कमांडर लद्दाख एंड हैज बीन डेप्यूटी चीफ ऑफ इंटीग्रेटेड डिफेंस स्टाफ ऑपरेशन he commanded his unit and brigade both at uri kashmir and a division at tawang arunachal pradesh he raised india's defense space agency cyber agency and special operations division he conducted india's first exercise of indspace x and cyber x he is currently pursuing his phd in indigenization of defense industry for modernization of armed forces He has worked extensively on space issues and has published a number of articles on strategy and technology. In his seminal work on the concept of military, he advocates that armed forces must must set the tone for tech-based warfare and create a roadmap so that they can guide the industry rather than be dictated by it. We have been seeing him in recent past in media channels on discussions about Indo-China imbroglio. General Pannu, may we have the honor of listening to you? 
your views on this topic please thank you shweta for a very kind introduction to me and also on this occasion this year our nation celebrates 50 years of 1971 war and also you know we commemorate at the same time the creation of bangladesh where our honorable prime minister is visiting as you have already spoken about in the introduction the genesis of 1971 war goes back into the history of a partition what led to it was an ill conceived and a hurried partition on the exit of british who remained more interested in west pakistan after the partition which they created for their own control let me remind that the constitution of pakistan was never written till as late as 1973 so when 1971 war was fought pakistan was actually meddling in the affairs of internal policy making and internal politics to suit the west pakistan and they wanted to dominate east pakistan as i said that it was a ill conceived partition because religion could not have been the basis as india still had a larger share of muslim population so why were they creating a muslim state separating it from india and who were those muslims who were supposed to be living in that muslim country when large number of muslims continue to stay in india so was it like separating sweet from the curd and then calling it sugar as a result what happened was that east pakistan was also created because of the semblance of the division which they did based on a religion which i'm calling it inconceived because religion could not keep east and west pakistan together if that was the basis of separation one sixth of the territory of whole pakistan was given to east pakistan with 55% of population and imagine you are creating another country such as west pakistan as part of the country where you are giving six times more land only to 45% of the population and yet when the population is more you want to base a democracy which is based on domination rather than on democratic a uh, population basis on which sheikh mujib rehman got a entitled victory in the elections and west pakistan could not tolerate it at that time there was no consideration of religion it is the west pakistan dominated by the punjabis who actually unleashed terror on east pakistan and the population of east pakistan was subjected to scorched earth policy terrorism proxy war and direct threat and they started sending the west pakistan military on to east pakistan divided and separated by almost 16000 uh, 1600 kilometers while doing this the entire load of this terror which the east pakistanis unleashed on at that time uh, uh, west pakistanis unleashed on east pakistan there was huge amount of exodus of refugees which started coming to india because out of humanitarian assistance requirement uh, indians had to support and feed them almost 10 million refugees started actually pouring in into the neighboring states of uh, east pakistan into india uh, at that time a prime minister went and they, she wanted uh, you know support from various countries which was denied to her and the entire burden of 
having this very disturbed area into the neighborhood of india was actually a big problem as a result pakistan did not want as i say west pakistan did not want any support that the indians should provide to the east pakistanis so therefore they started threatening india feeling that the indians might support them in the month of april they burned the fokker friendship which was an indian aircraft which was flying from srinagar it was taken in a hijack and uh, it was burnt indira gandhi at that time asked the chief of army staff general sam maniksha that listen i think we need to attack this country because a it is attacking their own population in east pakistan and we are having a huge refugee problem and we must support them on a humanitarian basis secondly they have burnt our aircraft and they are picking up a fight with us in any case before that two battles had already been fought with pakistan on the boundary issue and more so which was centric to kashmir and when i talk about the ill conceived partition the british actually divided this country in a hurry in a manner they they kept a flashpoint of jnk burning so that the two militaries are at loggerheads with each other now look at this uh, understanding that if the british had left india undivided 2.1 million strong army which they had used and had become modern in the second world war would have actually become a direct threat to the british and as a result they could not have actually left such a big country with huge modern army and that too in the area which is adjoining afghanistan and they always felt in the great game between the americans and the british that they should not allow the russians to come in and indians should not land up supporting them so divide pakistan in a manner and go and sit in west pakistan and start controlling west pakistan so as a result they lost complete interest in east pakistan and they were busy propping up west pakistan so the entire support of the americans and of the british and of the entire western world went towards west pakistan now look at that is why indira gandhi was not cutting ice with any foreign powers and the only uh, country which at that time came uh, to aid was was russia when all this was happening the mukti bahini became an insurgent force and they created in the east pakistanis created bangladesh and a government in exile in india in bengal and then india promised to them because we will support your government and then the support to uh, the cause of a liberation of bangladesh started at that time i remember in 1971 there were vehicles you know public transport reading the slogans liberate bangladesh and in pakistan the vehicles wrote crush india now imagine that you are writing crush india as a slogan which you have written on all your public transport in west pakistan what are you trying to do you are trying to actually dismember uh, east pakistan and create liberation of so what you see the entire whole effort was now towards creating a war hysteria and scaring india that you know since we have america and since we have britain and since we have the whole of western world with us uh, please mind your business do not support uh, east pakistan but i think at that time sam maniksha said okay we will wage a war but not in april because he had certain considerations because the chinese were also supportive of pakistan and also america and they felt that we should not open two fronts and let's allow ourselves little time for preparation and i think a lot of preparation went through and in winters the right time was sought to attack 
but i think we did not attack ফিউচার Uh, I mean, uh, what is gone is gone. We we are generally aware. 1971 happened. Bangladesh got created. Indian Army did a beautiful job. But right now, we know you 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 are a defense expert. You are one of the think tanks who is shaping up Indian defense policies by suggestions, by inputs. And since you are here, I would really want to know what should be the role now of Indian Army of India. in the international scenario to have a positive impact in indo pacific region i would want your futuristic view you now way ahead so if you can share some something on that please yes shweta uh, after bangladesh got created it has emerged to be a developing and a peaceful nation by in its own reckoning doing better than pakistan mm-hmm. so as a result now pakistan sits and sulks and blames india then mm-hmm. a you have taken part of the kashmir and you have also taken away a huge chunk of their own territory and created the independent country out of it so therefore what they teach their people or the students and children is that we must avenge the defeat of 1971 so entire policy of pakistan is based on hating india and one of the reasons that they want to hate india is because there are so many internal fissures in pakistan as i said religion is not the basis on which they will stay united because pakhtuns are fighting the sindhis are fighting punjabis are fighting people from kashmir or northern agencies are fighting with each other so this internal fissures are the one which are creating a problem in which the pakistan army's position itself which has been strengthened by the western countries earlier because most of the officers of the pakistani were trained by the west mm-hmm. they are the ones who have actually controlled the entire country and kept it under the under the uh, power structure uh, you know with the blessings of the west that they have ruled the country with the iron hand as a result for the army to remain in power and for keeping the country together they must it is a necessity for pakistan to build a anti india narrative which they continue to build as a result they have gone in for a low cost option that is proxy war on mm-hmm. the other side they have built a atomic bomb so they feel that they will continue to attack india with low cost of option of proxy war but should india then threaten them with the conventional forces which are much superior they will up the ante and then they will start saying that you know oh we will go in and and you know go nuclear as a result that they would checkmate india's new uh, conventional superiority over the threat of the nuclear blackmail i think that bluff has been called off as a result the complete uh, you know collaboration and coalition which china has worked in chinese favor in pakistani's favor but at the end of it now they pose a collective threat to us and you know recently what has happened is that when the pla attacked uh, the the indian uh, army they realized that indian army is not the army of 1962 and pakistan also realized that if the indian army is strong enough to give challenge to the pla pakistan has also understood that this is a different army again and they cannot continue to build the same narrative as a result uh the whole world has understood if there is any threat which is going to come from it is going to come from the quarters of china and also not china but all those people who collaborate with china so as a result the pakistan in the chinese block is seen as a larger inimical block 
to the entire world and therefore we are having a quad meeting where uh, last week all the heads of the states of four democracies sat together and actually gave out a joint narrative that we have to contain china and there yeah, they are also talking about technology they are talking about covid because covid is the one which actually brought in a paradigm shift to the understanding of threat that they are using technology under the cover of act of god or act of nature but i think it has been caught that they wanted to actually bring down the whole world through a covid attack and then physically capture territories all this has been understood and i think quad is the future in which the world is now trying to engage against china in a manner that chinese need to be contained i think we have emerged a country which is very strong a country which has been recognized by the entire world which will not only allow itself uh, to the the to front to defend its own cause on the territories but also larger collaboration is required for trade and technology i think india uh, will will be seen as a future power and acknowledged by most of the countries uh, in the world and i think that is where the uh, indo pacific uh, you know connection and the importance lies and i think you very rightly pointed it out yes uh, well- Uh, one more thing i would like to like you said we have emerged as a strong country and we are a strong country because of strong defense forces that we have you have been in the topmost leadership of indian army but there is one some, something uh, which is uh, left pondering uh, all of us that the amount of awareness about defense defense forces which should be there in general public is not there the aim of our webinar this webinar or uh, live telecast through uh, facebook is to create an awareness to let people know what indian army is what is its contribution and how it is impacting the global peace and uh, balance so i would like to know your opinion as to what all should be done you know to generate awareness how this uh, web-, web series is just one uh, small uh, effort but what all other uh, areas are uh, there wherein we can you know make an impact and create an awareness to general public about the the, the contribution of indian army and indian defense forces in in, in maintaining balance in this region a uh, very interesting question shweta uh, the years that we were young officers and we were going uh, undergoing training in the indian military academy all our instructors all had fought 1971 war at that time uh, the image of the army as it is after 1971 victory was at a crescendo that everybody recognized what the indian army stood for 93000 pws and treated them well sent them back of course uh, pakistan did not respond and we still have uh certain you know pws uh, of uh, our uh, army navy air force which are uh, held uh, by pakistan well that is another matter altogether but what was important is that over a period of time largely the population in our country kept getting itself detached away and away from the happenings of national security and as a result as 1971 kept going away in the thoughts and the minds of people i think people completely lost touch with what the military stands for over a period of time the youngsters did not want to join the army the business came up the corporate world actually took in a lot of youngsters and they felt that the future is in the corporate world and making professional you know advances in corporate world 
rather they'll contribute their sons and daughters to join the army and defend the nation because they i think were very very detached to the happenings on the line of actual control and the line of control when the proxy war came in i think a lot of people didn't understand and they kept saying oh you know the country has not fought a war after 1971 what are you people doing without having any understanding that what what the army is still continuing to fight a proxy war situation all over the uh, all over the country i think that is where the media came in and i think i give a huge credit to the bollywood when they started bringing movies like border loc i think uh, mr jp zatta is one who actually took this initiative because he comes from a military background you know he lost his brother who was in the air force in a air crash he 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 understands because he knows that he was associated with people and he is associated with the people who've been actually fighting war so he uh, lately made a, a movie called paltan which is on 1967 Uh, telling people that you know it is not that we lost war with china but i think we have won 1967 war which china doesn't talk about the world doesn't talk about so indian victory on the in the kargil uh, conflict indian huge victory 1971 war where he made border and indian victory of 1967 is where i think i give credit to one uh, movie maker that he's actually brought the military is understanding and the image to a ordinary person and i think uh, many actors who have acted in it amitabh bachchan sunny deol and you know uh, others have actually seen as the you know they say call them real heroes but the point is uh, real and the real heroes somewhere have come together to bring this awareness to the people and i think a lot of media today such as your platform is also talking about it so i am very happy that we have started talking uh, about the national security situation the role of the armed forces the future of technology and how there is a threat which is in being and how the country has to come together the nation has to come together because the war is not fought by the military alone it is whole of nation approach it is the entire nation at war and i think entire nation needs to come together to fight a economical war so that if we continue to fight a war we should not drain our resources but also create our economy in a manner that our industry should come up as an exporter of military hardware in which we will gain by military exports as also equip our own military with niche technologies and we will be able to fight and defend our country better absolutely beautifully said general pandu uh, we have uh, named our uh, webinar or this telecast as kaise bana bangladesh your unit the unit which you commanded uh, was during 1971 deployed in the border and uh, officers of 22 maratha lai have have contributed significantly in in this victory of uh, of india and independence of bangladesh I would like to uh, hear some views about about the contribution of your unit uh, and your unit officers and uh, uh, people uh, in this regard. Uh, thank you, Shweta. You have asked a question which makes me emotional, you know. And also, um, I have a Brigadier Murthy. I can see him. He is also present. You know, he was uh, the RMO, that is the Regimental Medical Officer, who actually treated and saved a lot of lives. uh during war because in you know, a lot of bullet and uh, uh you know artillery injuries came in because uh it was a full fledged war and there was a very intense engagement between the four frontier force and 22 maratha light infantry as part of 202 mountain brigade as uh, we were fighting in bangladesh 
But what is important is that right from the day I got commissioned, as I said, most of our instructors or all of our instructors were war veterans. When I actually stepped into the unit, I found that all the officers who were senior to be uh, largely company commanders had participated in 1971 war. My own company commander, Major Badapa, actually used to make me sleep in a bivik along with him in, in Rajasthan during an exercise to say, you know, this is the bivik that he used in 1971 war to sleep. So, you know, I have shared that bivik with him under a one-ton truck. Uh, my own 2IC, who later on became my CO, uh, Colonel SDK Patil, was called Tiger of Bada Changram. Uh, Brigadier Swaminathan, who was during 1971 war, the commanding officer as Colonel Swaminathan, he actually took surrender of the Pakistani forces. So when you talk about the surrender taken by the erstwhile commanding officer who I did not have the opportunity to serve, but now over a period of time, I've sent, spent 40 years and I was also Colonel of the Maratha Light Infantry. We've got a lot of bonhomie, a uh, lot of respect for uh, the commanding officer, Brigadier Swaminathan, who has been telling us stories of how the Maratha Light Infantry can be better used because the Maratha Light Infantry is based on the Maratha way of war fighting that is a guerrilla warfare. And he used this battalion for a silent attack from the rear, which was very successful. And they captured Bada Changram. They captured, uh, you know, uh, you know, they defended Naupara and uh, areas around. And I think it was a one big landmark victory, which they collectively achieved in 202 Mountain Brigade with other battalions to clear uh, Hilly, which was a strong point of Pakistan. Uh, not only to 22 Maratha Light Infantry, but wherever the Indian Army went, I think there was large surrender ceremony and ultimately the surrender ceremony, formal surrender ceremony happened at Dhaka, where the Eastern Army commander at that time, Lieutenant General Jagjit Singh Aroda, took surrender from Lieutenant General uh, A.A.K. Nayazi. Uh, I think that was the culmination and the high point where 93,000 prisoners of war were taken. And Pakistan Air Force actually scrambled to save themselves and many Pakistani aircraft landed up in Myanmar and in West Pakistan, they landed up in uh, Iran to save themselves from the onslaught of the Indian uh, Air Force. Uh, I think this was a high point. Uh, all I, I, I must tell you that I'm a great believer that the truth shall prevail. Uh, the way the Indian Army, I think we were also very kind, very honorably. Uh, even today, the Pakistani officers feel that Indian Army was very kind to them. Uh, we were then kind to West Pakistan also. And we signed an agreement where a lot of land which we had captured in 19... Uh, 71 was returned to them, except in the Jammu and Kashmir area. I, I think that was a great victory uh, of the Indian Army, which is known the world over. Thank you. Thanks a lot, General Pannu, for your inputs. And you have made reference to Brigadier Murthy uh, uh, in, in the war zone. Uh, we know uh, Brigadier Murthy has uh, been a doctor in the army. He he army as a captain. And during 1971 Indo-Pak War, he was posted as regimental medical officer with 19 Air Defense Regiment. And as, as war began, he was ordered to report to 22 Battalion of Maratha Light Infantry Hyderabad. So now that uh, General uh, Pannu has given an introduction already of how uh, 22 Maratha Light uh, contributed, we would like to know from him how he sat down to Unmute yourself. Hello. Yes. Good morning to everybody. This is Brigadier Suresh Murthy, ex-RMO 22nd Marathas. 
ड्यूरिंग सेवेंटी वन वॉर लड़ाई जब शुरू हुई उस समय मैं उन्नीस एयर डिफेंस रेजिमेंट के साथ में जोराट से हाशिमारा एयरबेस पे आया था वहां से फिर मेरी पोस्टिंग हो गई बाईस मराठा पे जो कि ईस्ट ईस्ट पाकिस्तान में एंटर करने के लिए अपने असेंबली एरिया में इकट्ठी हुई थी ये जगह जो है वेस्ट दिनाजपुर डिस्ट्रिक्ट का जगह है बालूरघाट बालूरघाट से थोड़ा आगे जाकर के हिली है एंट्री पॉइंट नॉर्थ वेस्ट रीजन ऑफ ईस्ट पाकिस्तान का एंट्री पॉइंट था हिली वहां पर मैं 19 नवंबर को रिपोर्ट किया 22 मराठा में और हिली पे लड़ाई जो है 23 नवंबर की रात से शुरू हो गई थी एट गार्ड्स हमारे ब्रिगेड की गई हुई थी उसके बाद में 25 तारीख को हमारी पलटन ने एट गार्ड्स को एक लोकेशन पे रिलीव किया नवापारा में शाम तक दो कंपनीज इंडक्ट हुई थी और अभी तक मेरी मुलाकात हमारे कमांडिंग ऑफिसर से नहीं हुई थी तो वहां पर जब मैं पहुंचा कैंप में नवापारा में तो वो कमांडिंग ऑफिसर से मुलाकात हुई और उन्हें बोला कि डॉक्टर आपको जो है अपना आरएपी एपी कहाँ लगाएंगे आप तो मैंने सिखलाई के मुताबिक बताया कि जो मेंटेनेंस एचलॉन होता है पीछे वहां नॉर्मली रेजिमेंटल मेडिकल एड पोस्ट लगाते हैं तो बोले वो ठीक है सिखलाई वाली बात छोड़ो लड़ाई में जो है मैं चाहता हूं कि तुम मेरे साथ में रहो जिससे कि कैजुअल्टीज को जो है जल्दी से जल्दी इलाज हो सके उनका तो हमने कहा ठीक है सर देख लेते हैं वो और दूसरे रोज सुबह सूरज निकलते निकलते हमारी लोकेशन के ऊपर में पाकिस्तानियों का बटालियन अटैक हो गया उस लड़ाई में हम लोग डिफेंसिव पोस्चर में थे हमारी कैजुअल्टीज तो बहुत कम हुई टोटल करीब दर्जन भर कैजुअल्टीज हुई जिसमें से आधे शहीद हो गए और पाकिस्तानियों के काफी कैजुअल्टीज हुए हमारी कैजुअल्टीज में पहला कैजुअल्टी मैंने अटेंड किया था मैन ब्लास्ट इंजरी हमारे एक सुबेदार साहब जो हैं उसके माइन जिसको सुरंग कहते हैं सुरंग के ऊपर में पैर रखा तो उनका पैर जो है ब्लो ऑफ हो गया तो वो मेरे पहले कैजुअल्टी थे तो मैंने उनको अटेंड किया माइन ब्लास्ट इंजरी में जो है एक दो ब्लीडर नहीं होते हैं वो तो पूरा पैर छितर जाता है हर जगह से खून निकलना शुरू होता है तो ऐसे समय पे उसको रोकने के लिए एक्रीफ्लेविन लोशन में गॉज को डिप करके उसको निचोड़ करके उसको स्टफ किया है उसके ऊपर टाइट बैंडेज बांधने से You are now listening to Arvind Rama's podcast service. Do subscribe to us and connect with us on Facebook page with the name Arvind Rama's podcast service. Thank you. Thanks a lot.